When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blue You saw me Welcome to the Man City Show. We're recording on the bank holiday weekend. The sun is out. The sky is sky blue. And it's Spencer Debson in the chair, standing in for Nigel Rothband. And after another very positive week for the Blues, we're here to discuss a resounding victory for one in midweek against Arsenal. Perhaps a less resounding performance, but a win nevertheless away at Fulham yesterday, 2-1, to move us top of the table. That's now eight consecutive wins in the Premier League, and we're now unbeaten in 18. We'll discuss, of course, who stood out performance-wise, and we cannot ignore the person who we raise every week, the juggernaut in human form, that is Erling Haaland, who passed 50 goals yesterday, including 34 in the Premier, in the Premier League, and a wonder goal from Julian Alvarez. And we're going to look forward to the upcoming games uh, against West Ham and Leeds, both at home, and ask ourselves, can City really pull off the treble this year of Premier League, FA Cup and Champions League? Joining me today to discuss this and much more, in no particular order, although I realise it's alphabetic, Nick Goldstone. Welcome, Nick. Ian Lees, welcome, Lizo. Welcome, everyone. And Dan Montlake. Welcome, Dan. Hi, good evening. Great to have you with us, guys. Well, we seem to week after week discuss only positives, don't we? But I think we'll we'll try today to hone in as well on what it might take for us to 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 get over the line in these three competitions that we are gunning for. Let's start with the Arsenal game. Um, I was there midweek. Um, great atmosphere, and I think before the game there was a justified tension. It was it was put up as as the six pointer. Could Arsenal raise their game or would City, would the City uh, juggernaut show through? We all know what the result was. Nick, kick us off. What was your views of the game? Well, I didn't see much before the game because I I was under that bloody great big flag. (laughs) The one that says we'll follow you everywhere. It was pretty tense under there because we weren't quite sure when it was going to 
be taken away and whether we'd actually get to watch the game. Plus, there was some. Uh, not personally, I would have to. I would. I would preempt by saying, but there was certainly it was definitely tense because once the covering went on, the flatulence was very, very significant and it was very recognisable. There was a uh, there was a whiff in the air, a whiff of tension. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, I mean that the um, this uh, uh, covering—I mean it was more of a covering. It covered about half of the half of the stand. I mean the whole been, stand, I think. Well, there must have been twenty thousand people under there. That's a, that's a lot of flatulence. But uh, there was a lot of gas, a lot of gas, energy gas. So move us on to the game, Nick. What, what did you think? Hard, hard to know what to say that already hasn't been said in the in the in the days that we've had um, since the game. But it was, I mean, it was a sensational performance. Frankly, we tore them apart. Um, it was, as I think many people said, one of the most one-sided, top of the table clashes, uh, certainly for a long, long time, and. Um, I was a little bit surprised with Arsenal. Um, I thought that they would be a little bit more circumspect. I thought that Arteta, who I rate exceptionally highly as a manager, would probably play a fairly defensive game, as many other teams have done in that kind of situation against us, try and play on the break and frustrate us. And really, they went sort of toe-to-toe as best as they could against us and got completely and utterly outthought and outplayed by, you know, some fantastic performances. But, you know, Haaland and KDB and the long ball, um, it was just, um, it was it was a humiliation, to be honest. Uh, it should have been four or five by half-time. Uh, fortunately, we made it two. Um, we all knew that it would have been a very, very different story had they got one back uh, and made it either one or two one. Um, but um, we did what we've done very often in the past, which is come out in the second half and score an early goal and sort of really pretty much sort of settle the game um, and finish it. But it was a sensational atmosphere in the ground from beginning to end. Um it was a phenomenal performance um, and it was a great night. And Lizo, I mean, it was it was a little bit tense before the game, but as soon as that first goal went in after seven minutes and what a goal, uh, I think that settled us down and, and, and the pattern of the game went from there. What was your take on it? Oh, I, I've got a different view on it because I had no hesitations at all at the start, no preservations. Um, in fact, Without emotion, few- Lizo. No, well, um, <laughs> the, the, no, because having worked, I've worked at the club for a long time now, I, I was in conversations with the with the analysis team beforehand, and they had no reservations at all. They said they'll even throw a curveball in there, which they did, using Haaland as a target man, uh, and it worked just perfectly well. So uh, no qualms with me. I'm um, very confident. It was just a case of what the score would be at the end of it, to be honest with you. So, yeah, very much enjoyed it. 
Oh, Lisa, I need I need to speak to you about half an hour before every game for the rest of for the for the remainder of the season. <laughs> You're the calmest man in town. I'm I'm always very tense before. I've been a city fan a long time, Spencer. So the <laughs> thing is, now you know if we go two 0 down at half time now, I know we'll come back and win four two. Not <laughs> them days have gone now where you're petrified and knowing what's going on. Not a clue. Under Pep, not a problem. You know what he's going to give you. He's going to give you a result. Um, I know it was. Uh, I know we're going to come on to the Fulham game, but you know uh, I've had a lot of uh, conversations today about how how we didn't play well. The game yesterday wasn't about playing well; it was about getting the three points and coming home, and then move on to to Wednesday. Oh, I do agree, and I must say that that first goal was really epitomised in a way the new city with uh, a long ball. Long ball. It looked a speculative ball up there from from John Stones, uh, but the way that Harlan came through to uh, to control it, the connection with De Bruyne. De Bruyne was on the move straight away to the, to find him, and 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 the uh, approach of De Bruyne to convert that was 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 really truly world class. Dan, what, what did you think? Just Sorry, Lisa, go on. Sorry, just one thing before you uh, before you move on. That now throws a lot of um, people's doubts of what Harlan can do into question. United, when we play them in the FA Cup final, how are they going to play? There's several ways now we can use Harland to to uh, to to make uh, create um, opportunities for goals. So yeah, it's not just that one game against Arsenal. It's now the rest of the season. How are we going to play this, these teams? They're worried. Oh well, listen, I'm you've relaxed me since the start of this. I was all a little bit tense, but this is, I'm enjoying this now. <laughs> Dan, add, 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 add your layers to it. What do you take? What's your take? Yeah, I mean, I echo the other guys responses i mean we were absolutely fantastic weren't we? we were brilliant um i felt fairly confident myself i just felt that the form we're in at the moment if you're looking at it from a neutral point of view taking it outside rather than looking at it from a city point of view and being through those emotions over the years i think it was about city showing them who's the best team in this league and we've been all waiting for this run all season to show Arsenal basically what we're all about. And now we're at the stage, which is coming to the final hurdle, and we basically wipe, wipe them um, off, off the pitch. I mean, and, and it was great in a way to show the disappointment from when they when they scored the goal as well. But ultimately, we then had another opportunity and Haaland scored in the final minute basically to... to um, improve the scoreline, which is more justified than actually um, a 3-1 scoreline. I mean, I was, I was disappointed that we conceded. We that's, that's that's another matter. We seem to concede from every first shot, but um, that's, that's, that's another thing entirely. But, I mean, we are by far superior in every single department to every other team in this league, and now we're just showing it. And I, I can't see anyone coming along and stopping us. I mean, that's... That's the performances I'm I'm seeing at the moment, and exactly what Lizo said before. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I think Fulham w- was was a sign of champions. Basically, we did the job. We went there. We got the three points, and uh, yeah, and um, I'm sure we'll talk about that shortly. Anyway, Dan, what 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 do you think's changed? The first half of the season before the World Cup. Same, pretty much same players, same squad. Um, what's changed for us to go on this tremendous run? What, what's 
what what's the guts of it in your um, view? for me i think it's all about camaraderie i think they do this center circle thing uh you know after they score or beginning of the match I think they understand Haaland a lot more, uh, know what he's about. The link-up plays so much better now. Um, I'm still a little bit frustrated that the, the, the ball doesn't come quicker to Haaland at times. I'm shouting, come on, play the ball through to Haaland. But it doesn't seem to come quick enough if KDB's not on the pitch. Um, but I, I just think everyone's everyone realises they've got a job to do now. They realise that we've got opportunities here. We're very close to the end point. Um, and I think we've, we've just got the best players who've come into form. And yeah. I think Arsenal, with their young team, well, they've lost Saliba. And since they've lost Saliba, they don't have a backup. And squad depth was always going to um, halt Arsenal's progress. So from that point of view, I'm fairly confident about moving forward. I mean, against Arsenal, uh, there was it was a collective excellent performance. Who stood out for you over and above um, KDB and Haaland we talk about? But who else stood out in that game, Nick, uh, that impressed you uh, against Arsenal? I, I've, got, I've got two names written down on my sheet. Well, I think Ruben Diaz and John Stones was exceptionally good. Um, they have been for now for several weeks. Um I mean, it's it, it was it was everyone. Honestly, I mean, there wasn't anyone who had a bad game. Um, so you know, you tell me who your two names are. I agree with that. Mine actually were Grealish and Akanji, and I thought I don't don't think we've seen Akanji on the as left back before. Um, but he really had Saka under wraps. And uh, mm. did you think? Do you agree with that, Lee? So I mean, like my two being different to next, you know, it just speaks to the collective nature of the, of the win. The, the thing is now with, with Pep, all these players are flexible. You've got John Stones playing in midfield. Uh, you've got Kanji playing left back. Um, we'll have we'll have Grealish playing in goal next week, the way things are going. So everybody knows their jobs. It's a team. They work together. The one person that's pinnacle to that thing is Rodri. Rodri is in the middle. He clears things up. He's the cement that holds that wall together. Um, and I think he's been the unsung hero uh, of that team uh, in recent years. He, he's just so solid. He just does his job, gets on with it. And he's the one, if you're going to put a team sheet together, he's virtually first on that team sheet. I absolutely agree. And I mean, come the end of the season, we'll have player of the, player of the year. You know, it will be Erling Haaland, but really... Uh, that does an injustice to whatever we end up winning or not winning. It, for me, it does an injustice to to the quality throughout the team. Um, I must say, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, Harlan's goal at the end. I mean, he's got this beautiful hair, hasn't he? You know, if L'Oreal ever need a sort of a, a male representative other than Jennifer, you know, Jennifer Aniston's contract up. I mean, it should be him, shouldn't it? Because he looked he looked fantastic there with a great slide at the end. Okay, let's move on to the Fulham game. Uh, a different, different, different vibe, really. Um, Dan, you went to the game. Um, tell us about the what the atmosphere was like pre-match, during the match, and uh, and give us your views on the game. Well, first of all, I must say that Fulham is one of the nicest grounds you can possibly go to. It's a very, it's very, it's very posh. You get a lot of posh people there, and uh, very friendly people as well. Um, totally different to many other grounds you go to uh, as you're walking along the Thames there. You can't, they've got the cafe culture going on. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a little Dan, bit... Did you, you're too young to... You never went to Main Road, did you? 
I did go to Main Road. Yeah, num- I f- quite oh, a few times. I used, like to, that, I used yeah. to go in the Kipax <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, so it's a different, a different, a different style to the Kipax. Put it that way. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, going in, it was great. City, city away, always brilliant. Loud banging noises. Um, yeah, the, the fans were really up for it. Um, especially scoring after three minutes, um, it was a great way to uh, a, gr- a great way to start the match. Um, I thought um, Fulham didn't really offer that much. They seemed to break and have that one opportunity. They seemed to score from it, um, and then obviously Julian steps up. What a wonder goal! What an absolutely wonder goal that was! Uh, brilliant. Um, even from where we were, right the other side of the ground, you could see it hit the back of the net. I mean, he is a, he looks a special player, doesn't he? I mean, he's, he's basically Gabriel Gabriel Jesus, who can shoot. Um, you know, he's, he, him is, if we didn't have Haaland, this guy would be scoring 25 goals himself a season. Well, so, uh, plus yeah. in this team. So, I mean, we've got to be pleased. And I just thought second half, while we while we didn't control it, that's 25 minutes really worried me because they kept throwing everything forward for them. And fair credit to them. They didn't have their two best players in Mitrovic. Uh, Pereira went off, um, but they gave it a go for them. Um, but we held firm. And that's probably, you asked me earlier on, well, what's changed? I think defensively, we just look much more solid now. We just look compact as a unit. Um, Akanji stepped in for Ake. Ake has been magnificent this season. I didn't think... Akanji will be able to step into it. I had my doubts about Akanji. Um, but yeah, they were brilliant. And and what really, what what really uh I enjoy as well is when Haaland right at the end gets into the corner positions and starts playing it off the defenders, and the big smile comes across his face every time it goes out for the corner, um, which you did with Grealish as well. But yeah, great, great job. Look, at the end of the day, we've got the three points. It's about solidifying that lead. Um, Arsenal have got some tough games coming up um, the next three games although you might say Chelsea's not but it's a London derby so I do I do believe if we can get some more points on the board um, we could we could kill this off before the end of the season Nick did you did you think it was as easy as Dan portrays I mean I was watching it on on, on the telly uh, and I felt much more tense I'll be honest uh, throughout that game but uh, what was your take on the game yeah, we, we've seen that game played dozens of times over the last 10 years, normally at the back end of April, normally when we're in the running for the title. Um, and it's just one of those games where, A, obviously you, 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 you've got to win, you want to win and you don't care how you win, but B, you dominate, you're clearly the better team, you're not quite at the races and you've not quite got the intensity of the the big game a few days before and you know there's you know there's two or three occasions where Fulham could have easily got a second goal how they got a first goal it's almost impossible to comprehend with you know 0.2 percent possession plus plus a few goal kicks and a few hoofs up up top um and it, it, it all could have been a bit different but Alvarez is the spiritual successor to to Sergio Aguero um, and it, don't tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. He's fantastic. He's I'd like to talk more about him in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Absolute world class goal. Absolutely world class. 
Um, and then, you know, we managed to get it over the line. We've actually had much tighter games than that in the same sort of sort of situation. A Burnley game springs to mind from a few years ago when Sergio Aguero scrambled one just over the line by about two millimetres that was confirmed by the goal line technology and we won one nil. And there have been others as well. Um, but it just does go to show, A, that, you know, if you're not absolutely on it, anything can happen. And B, that if Arsenal, I think, had played a, a, a more defensive game and they've got far more talent in their team than uh, anyone else in the league, um, you know, it could have been a very different night on Wednesday night. Um, but, you know, we move on, as they say. I agree. Liso, what was your take on that? I thought it was it was tight and uh, Julian Alvarez got us out, um, you know, was the, was the difference in a way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Again, that's, um, that's why Pep's the best manager in the world, because Julian was picked for that moment. You know he can put some wonderful goals together. And I think we learned that from the Forest game. We needed that uh, always a second goal. And Alvarez will always give you that something special. Haaland will give you the goals uh, Alvarez gives you something special. And that's what he came up with. That could have been another forest where it had been a one-all draw. But because we put Alvarez in, he came up with that goal. Um, and I think we've learned from that over the season what these two now can do. We've learned more and more about them as we've gone over the season. Um, and But not only that, his work rate off the ball. He was chasing down. He was causing problems. He got the, he got the penalty himself. Um, with a lovely little chip over, over the centre back. So again, um, it, it's all. I can't say how much Pep has a big influence on how the team runs. He changes things. He does the unexpected, um, and that confuses other teams. Now he's really, I would say, he's probably been a better manager this season than he has since he's been here because of what he. Other teams have learned how to play Man City over the last probably 12 months. Now he's stepped up a bit and he's now playing a totally different game of which, you know, Fulham weren't expecting how we played yesterday, which we got the wonder goal. Arsenal haven't found out. I wonder what's going to happen Wednesday. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think Arsenal was set up for John Stones to be doing the... Um, the sort of the high, the inverted fullback role. Of course, that didn't happen, uh, amongst other things. I mean, we, we, we're focusing a lot on Alvarez in this conversation, and I think rightly so, because 
you know, in any other uh, moment where Erling Haaland's not on the pitch, I mean, you know, this is a player that we scouted for 15 million quid. Uh, he was um, very well written up by prominent journalists that this kid from River Plate was the, you know, was was the real deal. Um, we were all excited when he came over. I was very excited to see him. And then, you know, he gets only a few minutes on and then the World Cup happens. And you, you do feel there's a sort of momentum with him that now, you know, we got to a position where he's sort of got to be on the field uh, with Haaland in the key matches because we had this thing about could the two play together. But, you know, here's a guy, his his stats are, are up, goals per 90 are I don't know what it is, but it's, you know, it's it's right up there with the best. You know, can we and should we be playing them together? And are we harbouring not just a good player here, but uh, but, a, but a superstar uh, and a worthy successor to Sergio? A little bit more, maybe Carlos Tavez, he has elements of that. But the, the, the work, you know, what's your view on this? Because I, I, I think he's been suppressed and and it's you know is this is it next season that he comes out and really flourishes big time or you know what have, what have we got on our hands here? I mean, Dan, what's your what, what, what? I think I think he's already flourishing already. Um, you know, without his goals this season, I mean, when when Pep's decided not to play Haaland and to play Alvarez, Alvarez has scored, and even when he plays them together, exactly what you said, we're getting an impact from from the guy. Um, when you think that this is only his, you know, he's never left his homeland before. This is the first time he's come over. I don't think he speaks very good English at the moment. Um, and remember what Pep did with Foden. I mean, Foden didn't play regularly for the first uh, few seasons, did he? I mean, even... That's because he was 12. <laughs> but he was that good, wasn't he? <laughs> he should have. He should have been playing. Um, and so I think I think his time time will come, but... You know, there's only so many players you can fit into a team and it all depends on the setup. I mean, where do you play him? Do you play him on one of the front three um, like he did the other day? Do you then move to maybe a 4-4-2 and play him slightly deeper behind Haaland, which I don't think Pep would play, but, you know, as a two, as an attacking two, I definitely think that he's the one, of course, who can play deeper and run with the ball like he did for Argentina. I just think that he brings such energy to the team. He just reminds me, just like you said, of Carlos Tevez, of Bellamy. You know, he just dick off. He just never, he just never gives in. But this boy can finish as well. That's the frightening thing about him. Well, I'm sure I'll be very flattered to be spoken in the same breath as those players that you've just mentioned, uh, Dan. <laughs> Lizo, um, I understand. I read you might know more about this. I read that he's he's very settled in Manchester. His brother plays for a local team. He's got uh, infrastructure around him as well as a sort of city family, and he always seems to have a smile on his face uh, when 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 the cameras are on him and, and when he's uh, giving post match interviews. Can you add anything to us? Uh, and what's what's your take on? on I must admit, I've, I've never met him, but from what I've seen of him around the club, yeah, he's very settled. And the one thing the club does, they they're very aware of the mental um, side of things with players. And, and like you said, he's come over. He didn't speak English. He's been given um, he's been given a tutor to start learning English. We've got a translator for him. He's been given the support he needs to settle down and. And to be fair, the same with Haaland and and the rest of them in, in different ways. Um, but again, you, you know, you talk about the flexibility of, of these players. Who ever thought John Stones would be playing in midfield? 
but Pep has got him in midfield. Whoever thought Kanji would ever play left-back? Never mind, Ake, when we got rid of Zinchenko, we were all going, we haven't got a left-back. We signed Sergio Gomez, not to quite to the ability of these two just yet, but they all fit in. Pep has a way of making everybody work. Look at Jack Grealish when he first started the season. We were all saying, mm, is he been good enough? What is he? Is he a Man City player? Is he going to go? Look at him now. Totally different player. And he plays out on the left and, and Ake links up with him. So again, I've got to say, it's all about Pep's influence on the team. When, like, when Pep says, look, Jack, you can play in goal today. You don't say no or I can't. You know if Pep says it, you can do it. And, and I think that's the difference. The manager is leading from the front and he does things. And that is the belief in the team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we've certainly moved on from the days when Alex Kolarov was playing centre-half and we were all going, what the flipping heck's going on here? <laughs> yeah. um, we really have uh, evolved from there. Um, Nick, what can you uh, what can you add to the to the Alvarez story? And, and, and can we afford not to play him? Um, you know, please God, we've got some big finals coming up. Um, is, is he part of your starting 11? Uh, well, maybe. Um... I think uh, there's lots of different combinations, aren't there? Um, the thing about Alvarez is that he's very, very young. Um, he was a real bargain when we bought him. Um, he's got an enormously high level of potential um, over the coming years. Um, there is clearly a line of succession for him um, at the club. Riyad Mahrez, unfortunately, isn't going to be, I think, at the very, very highest level for too much longer, I suspect, just, just given his age. Um, uh, you know, and that's just, he, he's just one. Um, so we, we, we desperately want to keep hold of him. Um, he's a huge talent. Um, I mean, do you, do you if, think... if we don't, yeah. if we don't, he's going to go for an awful lot of money. I mean, do you think desperate. having Haaland and him both at the same time could end up being, you know, problematic? Yeah. Do you think, you know? No, no, I, no, I think there's there's every possibility that they could play fantastically well together. And look, this has been a very, very strange sort of season with World Cup and everything in the middle. And Haaland actually had sort of six weeks off because of that. He is a bit injury prone, Haaland. Um, we know that. Uh you know, it's not particularly desirable that we completely rely on it, rely on him for for uh, uh, for sixty odd games a season. Um, and the you know the more potential combinations that we've got um, to play up front, the better. Um, and frankly, you know, we're not going to get anybody better than Alvarez for less than you know a huge amount of um, of money. Um, which we are probably better off spending in other areas over the next year or two, where we know we're potentially going to lose players and have to replace them, uh, lose some very, very, very big players, um, and replacing them might well well cost a lot of money. So, um, look, it's just another aspect of the way that the club is run. Um, we've been getting the usual moronic level of media coverage over the course of this week that it's all so unfair um, that we're so good. We're so good for a reason and it's because all the way through the whole operation 
everybody is bloody, bloody good at what they do. Uh, it's not just the 11 on the pitch. Nick, it's about buying second, people like Alvarez. Nick, can I second that? Having having been associated with the club for now for the last two years, everybody around the club is... Um, and and Pep does say this quite a lot when he uh, when he talks about the interview. It's not just about the players. Uh, the whole club is behind the team. The whole club is working for the team, and it's exciting. It, it's one of them jobs that you want to go to work every day in. To be honest with you, um, and the whole club, right up from uh, from the board, from uh, the chairman, right down to um, to the lower uh, division. It's all one. I have to say that it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I must say, you know, for we've all got friends who support other teams, um, and they're very quick to talk about, you know, the money and buying a success and everything. But it really isn't. It's everyone knows it's not that simple, and the structure that City have got in place from for Chiki Bugiristan, Ferran Soriano. Pep does the managing, you know, uh, you know, Caldoun does the chair. You know, it's it's so integrated. Uh, and you know, hopefully uh we'll, we'll you know we're on for well you, uh, yeah, you, you've just gotta you've just gotta paraphrase what um Caldoun said in the last year or two, which is don't make us the excuse for your club being crap. <laughs> I, I think he was a bit more political than that. Yeah, I don't remember reading that, but that's a good translation. Absolutely. Yeah. But, Absolutely. but, but no, I, I know where you're going from with it, and, and it's quite right. And if you think about it, Nick, when we were in the lower divisions and not doing very well, we were all having to go at United and everything else. Now we're at the top of the pile. Everybody's trying to knock us off it. Um, but I'm afraid we're a bit stronger than that. It will take a lot more than um, the journalists and fair play and everybody else trying to knock us off because we've got the right people in the right places to do the right job. And let's not forget the fans. Um, it's easy to talk about uh, what the structure is, but without the fans as well, you wouldn't have a team. And and again, it's down to the fans that we've got this extension being uh, put forward now. So uh, the, the club is is still going up. There's always new things going on. And it surprises me going into work where you think, what a great day. And then something else will come up and you think, what an even better day than when I walked in. So there's always something going on. It's great. Um, Absolutely it is. And, and we have to remember that, you know, at some point Pep will leave. And it will be very interesting to see how much these routes then carry on to whoever the successor will be. Uh, and hopefully um, it will be it will be a good transfer. But we don't want to talk about things like that because we're in the here and now. And let's just spend two or three minutes and and, and, and no longer. We've spent time on Alvarez. We've 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 been um, uh, all the superlatives on Haaland. We don't want to sort of repeat those because we know he's an, 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 an incredible player. But you know we have to mention though he's you know he's just passed fifty goals. We've got hopefully ten more matches to go if we can get through to the final of the Champions League. He's scored more goals than five other Premier League teams, all by his own. Seven out of seven penalties. You know, is this the best campaign of all time in the modern era, um, or is he just begun? Uh, Dan, what's your what's your what's your take on our boy? Look, he's an, he is an amazing player, and we've already seen a progression from the first few weeks of the season, from where he was just getting the one touch and one goal, which obviously in itself was amazing. But now we've seen him actually coming for the ball. We've seen the long ball playing to him. 
it's great to have a for me to have a physical presence up front rather than having the small guys up front the whole time. It just gives us such an option. And they were saying this morning that if you were going to create the perfect striker, then he would be the perfect striker. He's got everything about him. He's got physical presence. He can head. He can run quickly. Defenders back off him. Um, The guy undoubtedly is phenomenal. But without having a team around him, the right sort of setup, um, he's not going to get the service that uh, where he's going to get 50 goals. So, yes, while he is an amazing player, he can't do it all by himself. So you need to give him a credit of actually having a very settled back four, um, the holding midfielder sat in front of them, and basically letting the rest of the guys play and, and provide him with those balls. Um, him and Grealish obviously have got um, a link up now, um, which, which, which looks uh, very promising. Um, I'd like to see, as I said earlier on, a few quicker through balls through Tim or over the top to allow him to run on to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, is now he, th- this is probably just, just the start for him. I mean, uh, if you see what he's learned so far in the Premier League, look, it will be tougher next season because people need to understand how to control him a bit more and they've been talking about well if we stop the source that's probably going to help us quite a lot so they've been camping out on De Bruyne um, and on the other players um, so I think maybe he might find it a little tougher second season um, but um, we have to see with his development going forward as well but I, you know it, it is a monster isn't he? Well listen when I was a kid and you heard about Dixie Dean and it was 19, 27, 28 and 63 goals and you 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 thought that was that's that's a fantasy number here we are he scored 50 10 more matches to go nick is he going to do it Will you put a thousand quid on at three to one he's going to do it I, I haven't uh i'm not sure i'd put a grand on it uh three to one that's uh that's 13 that's, goals in 10 a, games are you, are you telling me he's not going to do that I don't know. To be honest, I don't care. Um, I thought he had his best game of the season against Arsenal by a million miles, and that was when he was when he missed about four, um, you know, and, and he got got his goal at the end. But he, he, I mean, that he's he's put a benchmark down there. He's put a marker down in that game, um, and you know, we all know what they did. Uh, we we could see it during the game. Um, KDB came up, came out afterwards and explained it very, very well, exactly how they played it. And um there was there was a very look, I mean, he 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 added extra dimensions to his to his game that night. He uh and without wishing to downplay it and denigrate him by referencing referencing him against anybody else I suppose given that Harry Kane is the England captain and one of the best strikers in the world it's not a too bad a comparison but you know the way he was also linking up the play holding the ball knocking it wide it actually you know was quite reminiscent of what Spurs have have done to us on several occasions over the last few years with Kane linking up with uh, um with Son, um, and you know, if he can, if he can keep doing that, there was a, there was a few glimpses of it in the, 
uh, the uh, 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 the Fulham game as well. He wasn't quite as effective, um, particularly in the second half. Um, but there were some some glimpses there. And if he can build on that, it won't be a harder uh, year next year for him. It'll be a much, much, much better one. It'll be even better. Because Lisa, what's your view on that? It'll be phenomenal. Sorry. Um, so is, is, have we just seen the beginning? Is this just a taster? Is the main well, course is, coming remember, next year? it's his first season. So normally players play better in the second season. So I think there must be some worried teams out there. But if you look at our goal difference, it's 54 against 40 of Arsenal. That's 14 goals and we've got a game in hand on them. So um, I still think he can break the record. Um, and Nick quite rightly says that we've not seen the best of him yet. All we've seen is uh, glimpses of him and he's got various plays on him that he can do. But again, it's about the team. If you look at Jack on the left, as soon as Jack gets the balls, two defenders go straight on him. Once you've got two on him, you've got a spare left back in the arcade to put the ball in the middle. When KGB gets the ball, then you've got two trying to stop him down. You've got Gundo really ready to go with a ball. So again, it's not just about Harlan. It's about the whole team. There isn't a bad player on that team. It was so bad yesterday. How many keepers did they have on the sub-bench, Dan? Two. We had two keepers on the sub-bench. That's how bad it was yesterday. So we must be doing something right. Um, so, again, I, I, you know, Harlan's a great player. Alvarez's a great player. You know, even Mares, you know, he scored the uh, hat-tricks and, and he's done really well. So And, and, and he got dropped, didn't he? He scored a hat-trick and got dropped. Yeah. So, But, again, it's not about individual players. It's about of the course. team. Okay. He wasn't the right to play. You bring look at Bernardo. Bernardo's not played many games uh, from the start this season. So again, it's all about that team. Um, so and that, that's what makes the management all, all the more admirable because to juggle yeah. the personalities and, and egos. Yeah. And it's the man management, and especially this time of year, we're coming into the final hurdle. So we need to manage them players, keep them out of injury. You know, keep them uh, on top form. We're coming into Wednesday, then straight into Saturday again. Then we've got the following week. So, yeah, it's all about man management at the moment. Okay. So, look, let's, it's, it's a nice segue in. So let, let, let's look forward now. Uh, we've got eight games uh, in May. Um, clearly, it's, it's, it's critical, the, the month, the critical month of the, of the, of the season. Uh, let's look forward to West Ham uh, midweek uh, and then uh, the Leeds game, uh, which is, uh, I didn't realise this was going to happen, but it's, it's the coronation of... of uh, King Charles, and then uh, after that, with our cake and uh, crumpets or whatever, three pm we can watch we can watch the live broadcast of uh, of the game against Leeds. So Dan, take us into uh, the West Ham game. How you think team selection might work, and and how you're feeling about that game? Well, I think I'll be watching King Erling. Never mind uh, King Charles, but uh, yeah, um, I think I think both of the, I, I think West Ham are obviously in in reasonable form for them at the moment as far as their form goes um but it should be it should be the way they leak goals a pretty straightforward game if we control the midfield like we usually do um at home we've been very good um you know we were lucky in in number of games earlier on in the season um but you just feel that he'll probably bring Foden in for a start. He'll probably mix it up a little bit. Don't know if De Bruyne will be back again. Um, I, I think he might even keep Alvarez in. Um, 
I, I just think whatever team we play, the confidence should be there that we'll beat West Ham. They're a very average team. Um, and I'm sure they're coming thinking that we're not going to get any points here. Um, so I'm pretty confident and I'd go for a I'd go for a 4-0 City win, regardless of the team. Okay. Nick, confident, six points coming up next by the next podcast. Um, I think these next two games are incredibly important um, because they're at home uh, and because we've then got to be thinking about the Champions League after that and that Everton game in the middle of those two Real games is going to be really tight. Um, it, it's it's a little bit unfortunate, A, that West Ham didn't get a result the other day against Crystal Palace because that would have left them in a far more comfortable position. Um they're probably okay, West Ham, but they won't be thinking that they're okay and they're going to fight like hell. Um, so it's certainly not going to be an easy game. Um, Leeds seem to be a complete and utter shambles. Um, but again, they will fight to the death. So uh, it's not going to be easy by any means. Um, it's just going to be two more games where, you know, thank goodness we are at home. I think that does give us a massive advantage. Um, we'd certainly expect to win. Uh, we really, really want to win. Um, we've got, we've still got some hard games to come. Um, and, you know, we'll also be watching to see how Arsenal do over the course of the rest of this week. They've got to play Chelsea, which will not be easy, regardless of what anybody says, because they're not as bad as people make out. Uh, and they've got to play Newcastle, and that is a really, really tough, which I think is next weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, away from home, which is a really tough game. So, um, you know, we could be all square. We could be, you know, sort of back exactly where we are now by the end of next weekend. Uh, all things could be very, very different. Um, uh, I, I I think we'll... I, I, I do think we, we will win both our games this week, but I don't think it'll be easy. Lisa, going to be two physical games, two teams fighting for survival. Um, are we going to come out of it? And are we going to come out of it injury-free? We've got to be confident. We're the best team in the, in the land at the moment. Um, you know, my one doubt with West Ham is they scored three goals from three set-pieces corners with near-post near flick-ons. And I know the guys uh, at the club will be working on that, of how to defend them. But other than that, I can't see... Um, really much from West Ham and like Nick says Leeds are in chaos, they're in trouble um, so again I can't see it, it. I can't see a problem with them two games to be honest with you um, but every game is a cup final now we could end up with um, we could end up with a treble, we could end up with nothing, it's that it's, in fact we're probably in a, one of them positions where you know you dread shall we say, whereas at least if you're in the middle of the table with no cups to go for, you know you're safe in the Premier League where we are uh, we're in line for three trophies and no, we're not talking about three trophies we're talking game by game and it's the way to do it. Well listen, you lead me on to, to the, the final bit which is which is this the, the unmentionable, the all or nothing question and I think it is legitimate to, to, to ask about it because we are at that point where you know, history is in front of us. Uh, we've we've got we've got this great opportunity. I've got I've got a serious question to ask ask you guys, and uh, let's put each other on the spot. I would like you to tell me, and I've written my numbers down. What is your percentage confidence that 
we're going to win, firstly win the Premier League. What's our percentage confidence? And secondly, that we're going to win the treble. And we know we know we need the breaks to do number two. My two numbers are very different, to be honest. Uh, what's our percentage confidence we're going to win the Premier League or do the treble? Dan, kick us off with that. Okay. Um, I would say if we win our next two games, which I think we, I'm feeling very bullish about, I think we'll be in a very strong position, just like Nick said, only because they've got the Chelsea, Newcastle, and also Brighton at home. We're doing really well. I know we've got Brighton away. But still, if they come out with very few points, Arsenal, then it's more or less a done deal if we get this, if we get the six points in the bag. Give us a number, um, Dan, out of 100. So I'm going to give you 90% for the Premier League. 90%, OK. And the second bit? I'm going to go for 65%. OK, fair. I'm going to give you mine in a minute. Nick, hit us with your numbers. I'll t- I'm going 80% for the league and... 49% for the treble. <laughs> and you say you're not a gambling man. Lisa? Are you going to get a totally different answer from me? Um, I'm going to give you 100% <laughs> confident that we will try and win every game between now and the end of the season. Oh, that's a fudge. That is a fudge. <laughs> that's a fudge. I bet, are we allowed to, Leon, are we allowed to accept that? Hang on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well I've written ninety five percent for the league and and fifty percent for the treble because clearly it needs we need uh, as Paul McCartney said with a little luck. Um, so let's see and let's 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 play this back in 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 hopefully ten games time and 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 see if we were see if we were on track. Listen, guys, thanks very much for um, for joining us today. Big thanks to to Nick Goldstone, to Ian Lees, and to Dan uh, for joining us. And please tune in next week and join us for the next edition of The Man City Show. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply